Hi, I'm uh, Josh DeLong. I'm a senior manager at ICF in the experience practice. I'm the uh, strategy and quality lead within that practice, uh, covering a, a bunch of areas uh, from content strategy to uh, business analysis and in inclusive of web analytics. And joining me on the pod today is David Vaughn. David, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Hi, uh, like Josh said, my name is David Vaughn. And I am in Josh's group, the strategy and quality group. Um, I am a web analytics specialist, uh, SEO guy, and uh, digital strategist. Um, and I've been doing that now for about uh, 10 years. Awesome. So you've got a lot of awesome advice to, to share with us today uh, as we talk about analytics and action planning. The, the yeah. topic of discussion. Yeah, that's 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 the plan. Um, so it kind of grew out of um, a blog post that I wrote um, about, you know, the first week of every month for me is spent on building these monthly reports for for different projects and different clients. And you know, I, I analyze the web metrics every month and I throw in a couple of bullet points with recommendations, and then that's the end of it. And so trying to take uh, clients from uh, just reporting to action planning to to improve their 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 web um, web performance. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's so important because as as strategists, we really want to make sure that we're we're doing more than just being a vendor to our clients, right? We want to actually be consultative and and kind of help them put some context and analysis around what we're providing them. And I think you're you're right, David, in, in that we see so many onboarded with them who, you know, a, a previous vendor they're working with or, or maybe their internal team has sort of taken this um, sort of rote approach to measurement, to, to analytics reporting. Either the, the measurement isn't truly aligned to, to goals, you know, make sure you make sure that the sort of right things are being measured at the right time with the right sort of weighting to them, um, but also in, in that the, the monthly reporting is sort of a, almost a fire and forget kind of thing. Like you said, it, it's it's a bunch of data tables that get pulled out of Google Analytics or whatever software they're using month to month and, and thrown into a document and circulated around a bunch of people via email, and then it, it just kind of dies on the vine there. And I think what, what you've been doing and what you were talking about in that blog post that you mentioned is really starting to think strategically about analytics and how we contextualize them for, for clients. And so it's not just hey, here's how the numbers went up or down last month, but here's why. Have you considered diving a little bit deeper and asking these research questions to figure out um, you know, what you might be able to do to have an impact positively uh, on some of these numbers that are tied to your goals? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, ideally, um, our, our clients' goals actually align with what our users need. So it, should, it shouldn't be that difficult. We should be working um, from our clients' goals and then aligning those goals to different actions and, and interactions that users can do um, on, on their websites and in their digital applications, right? So user actions should, should closely mirror what clients want them to do because if everything's going correctly, users are coming to clients' websites because they need to do something that the client ultimately wants them to do. Um, and so 
you, you know, that, that's kind of the first part is, is finding out and identifying the goals, you know, client goals, and then how does that translate into goals in the digital sphere? And then from there, um, identifying uh, key performance indicators and um, metrics that align with those goals, right? So if, if we're trying to get users to, I don't know, um, embed some type of tool on their website, um, what metrics align with that? You know, at the biggest level, it's obviously going to be visits, and then from there, it's them, uh, you know, visiting a specific web page where this tool lives, and then the next could be, you know, downloading a PDF with instructions on how to do it. And ultimately, you know, the final part is is taking that bit of code that then gets placed on another website, and boom, that tool is on on that third-party website. So finding those metrics that, that show whether we're achieving those goals or not. And I think it's, you know, the, the monthly reports, monthly reports are super important. Um, I don't want to discount them because they're a great health check. You know, is, is this link broken or is this page still working? Um, but moving towards action planning is much more long-term, right? It's, it's, you know, a couple of months, half months, sometimes even a year. And, looking at those actions, but you can still look at them every month because you want to make sure that you're still making progress progress towards those goals. Yeah, I, I think that, that gets at two things too. And you know, a lot of times we we hear people talk so much these days about customer experience, and obviously we, we talk a lot about that too and how important that is. But what you touched on there, David, was it's not just about the customer experience, but it's also about the, the organizational need and how do we help to align those two things. So how do we have a, a customer experience that's, you know, free of frustration, right? It has, has more points of delight than it has pain points, but also, you know, making sure that, that by reducing friction for the user, we're helping them to do something that the organization needs them to do. You know, um, in the case of, of a government agency, that might be you know somebody like the IRS um, helping them you know get the forms they need to pay their taxes or whatever it is, right? But it's not just about uh, the the customer being satisfied. It's about the organization that they're interacting with also achieving their goals and kind of finding that that happy medium um, in, in the middle there. Uh, the other thing. David, that I, I think you touched on that, that's really important is is the action planning, you know, looking at it as sort of a roadmap approach. Um, it's not just something, you know, that is going to happen from month to month, although there are certainly low-hanging fruit that can be targeted, but it's about a roadmap and, and helping the action planning sort of build your backlog um, for the future, whether that's that's design cycles or development cycles or whatever the changes are that you're looking to, to implement. Um, it's not an overnight thing. It's a thing that requires, I think, improvement. And I think that's where folks lose sight sometimes of this is, Oh, we, we identified a trend, we addressed the trend, and now we're done, but it's about continuous improvement monitor. Yeah, that's such a good point um, about overseeing progress. So I, I guess we're done. <laughs> um, I, I, have yet to, I have yet to find a website or a digital tool that is absolutely 100% perfect for the user and for the client. Um, so just because progress is being made and and trends, everything is trending in the right direction doesn't mean we're finished, right? 
um, there, there should be constant refinement. Um, a, there could be refinement because maybe, maybe your goals aren't exactly what they should be or what you're measuring isn't telling you what it needs to tell you or what you've decided to do to achieve your goals isn't working. So then the, the steps to achieve that need to be refined. Um, on the other hand, you know, once your, once your goals are achieved, um, well, then it's time to kind of start the process over again and, and keep it going. Um, and I think that's sometimes where um, the pain points with clients and project managers could, can be. It's, it's getting them from the monthly or quarterly reporting um, health check kind of stuff to that because you say, well, it's long-term, and they think, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on, you know, monies and timelines and, and labor. Um, and so it's, it's really getting buy-in and showing the value of, of having a long-term um, analytics plan in person um, as being... Yeah, I, I think the sort of embedded strategist model or something like that is, is kind of important to consider because you're right. It's not just a, oh, we have we have a guy who does that for us once a month and that's the only time that we ever talk to him. Um, you know, it's about you know, do you, do you have someone and, and he or she is responsible for really kind of looking at trends almost in, in real time in some cases and then following up on research plans and action planning you know, throughout the month, not just not just once a month. Um, and I think to some degree, I, I guess benchmarking, you know, comes into play there too, David, would that be correct? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you need to know where you are, where you're trying to get to and what the, what the trend has, has been. Um, you know, very simply, if your goal is to get to, to X number of visits in a month, um, but you're already trending that way without doing any work, well then that's, that's kind of pointless. Right, right. Any type of improvement. So yeah, yeah, you're right, Josh. Benchmarking is super important and understanding what's already going on with your website or whatever your digital project is without you actually kind of doing anything. Yeah, and I think too, I've, I've seen, you know, a lot of clients who, are, are kind of asking questions like, well, well, you know, looking at our current benchmarks, how how are we doing? Like, where where should we be in comparison to the industry? And I think that's a a bit of a tricky question to ask, especially for um, government agencies, right? Because there are a lot of different sort of shapes and sizes and audiences out there. It's a very diverse sort of uh, client set, and so in my mind benchmarks are the ones that, that you take yourself and then um, kind of hold yourself accountable to over time um, with your own target audience. Obviously, there are some um, industry trends and seasonal trends and things like that that, that we know that we're, we're going to see based on our experience. But, you know, I would be sort of hesitant to tell, you know, a government agency that they should, you know, the Fish and Wildlife Service should compare themselves to the Park Service. They may have, have a different type of user, or, uh, different, you know, amount, you know, different amounts of websites that they're maintaining and, and different uses for them. And I think that we often work on, uh, you know, kind of these, these portals and gateways and some of these other sites too. They, they all just have very unique um needs that they're trying to fulfill and, and reasons that they exist and, and audiences that they're trying to serve.
Yeah, that, that's that's such a good point. Um, you know, I, I think everybody knows that there are different government websites which have very similar information, um, but their audiences may be very different. Um, you know, in the public health sphere, which is where I do a lot of my work, um, there could be information that's geared towards communities of color, and then another website which has similar information but is geared towards women. Um, and so, okay, yeah, it's, it's public health, but that breaks down into smaller um, parts of public health. Um, and so, you know, maybe comparing, say, CDC, just HHS in general, uh, same information possibly, but two completely different audiences. And so, you're right, you know, saying, well, well, how are we doing compared to them? Well, maybe we shouldn't be looking at that. Maybe we should just be looking at, at how we're doing instead and compared, instead of comparing ourselves to everybody else. What are, what are some of the other um, impacts that you see aside from, you know, looking at benchmarking when you think about fluctuations in, in web analytics and, and trying to sort of discount certain variables as you're doing action planning? Are there, are there particular trends that you sort of know that you're expect to see that, that you have to account for in your reporting? Yeah, definitely. So summer is, is definitely a low point, at least in my experience, across the government, right? Everybody's on vacation. Everybody's kind of doing different things. It doesn't seem like the workforce in general is all in the same place at the same time. Um, also, um, December and early January, right? We have the winter holidays and everybody's traveling and, and taking time off. And a lot of people have to use their, their pay time off or else they lose it. So that tends to be a slower time as well. Um, and again, uh, depending on, on what, what project you look at, there could be observances, um, you know, or World AIDS Day or the Great American Smoke Out or, or what have you that can really um, increase traffic. And um, it's, it's really important to take that into account, but you have to be prepared for it that, hold on, this is just, this is just kind of normal and how it's going. Um, yeah. Right, right. So I'd like to talk a little bit about sort of the kind of technical aspects of some of this, you know, and, and how um, web analytics integrates with some of the other, you know, content and UX work and things that are how that we work on. Um, how does how does web analytics play into that from a, the perspective of um, testing that you're doing, informing design and content? Um, as well as maybe some of the tools in the toolbox that you have to use to, to get those things done. Yeah, sure. Um, so I've, I've used um, Google Analytics um, primarily. I mean, it's catching one across across the government, but there are but there are other tools that you know we use. Um, but I think um, Google Analytics is really versatile in that it lets us um, use different tools at our disposal. Um, take for example, Google Tag Manager lets us implement analytics, but um, refine it much more rapidly. Um, and it allows us to do user testing, um, like AV testing online. So we can test um, different things from different calls to action or button colors or page layouts. Um, and the thing that I think 
this works so well is, you know, if we want to do actual user testing and sit somebody down and take them to, through the website and ask them to do different things, you know, that there's a lot of different levels of clearance and it's a really important part of user testing, but you're limited to the number of people that you can do and you're not exactly 100% certain that that's your target audience. Whereas when you, when you use web analytics to do this type of user testing, these are already your users, right? Because these are people who are coming to your website. So you know this is your audience. You know these are people who are using your website. And then from there, it's just an automated process that runs, you know, anywhere from two weeks to a couple of months, depending on how, how much information you need to collect. Um, but you can get really good information about what types of layouts or, or colors or calls to action or language works with your audience. Um, and, and again, it, it's just kind of automated. So you can you can set up your, your testing and then let it run. You can do a midpoint check and just make sure everything's going well, see if there's any surprises or if anything needs to be tested or refined. And then when it's finished, you know, you have something that has a pretty, a, a really high confidence rate um, and you can, you can take it to your project team. Like, listen, this is, this is what the data is telling us from our own users. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we should make this change or, you know what, our hypothesis was wrong and, and that's okay. Let's develop a new hypothesis, rerun the test and see what happens. Um, so yeah, analytics is so much more than just, um, you know, writing reports and developing action plans. It can actually be brought in, um, to, 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 to enhance um, um, user experience work or, or content strategy work. Um, in no way does it replace, um, you know, heuristics evaluation or, or developing content strategy. It, it, should be, it should help, it should, it should um, help, help those different aspects. Um, yeah, I, I think that some of those points you touched on, David, are, are really important. Um, because I, I think often when people think about web analytics and they think back to those sort of data tables and, and those kind of boring reports that they get every month, it, you know, they think about views and visits and bounce rate and time on page and like those standard metrics that, that you know, everybody's used to seeing in, in web analytics reporting. But what, what you're getting at is using analytics in a much more strategic way to look at things like, you know, user path analysis and, and you know, how, um, you know, what users are, are doing on the site once they get there, um, how the navigation and, and information architecture might be impacting the user experience, um, looking at how they were referred to the site, um, you know, looking at for potentially event tracking and, and things like that to, to see, you know, how are they using the internal site search or what interactive elements on the site are they interacting with the most? I mean, I think there's this, um, if, if an analytics program is configured appropriately, there's this sort of much deeper level of analysis that can, can be done. Um, and it, it, and I think sometimes too, when we, when we talk about doing that, people are a little hesitant because it sounds like we're getting a little bit big brother and there may be privacy concerns, but I mean, we do this for, for government clients, right? We're not, we're not like looking out and saying, oh, here's, here's, Jane and and she's doing this on your website. It's it's uh, you know more anonymous than that, but it's really informative for us to be able to know how are how not just how many people are coming to the site, and how long are they staying there, but 
what are they doing? What are the user behaviors like? And I think that's where we truly be able, um, begin to be able to add value and, and make recommendations about things like information architect design uh, to really help make an impact on, on client websites. That, that's 100% correct. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm talking myself out of a job, but anybody can read graphs, anybody can read tables and, and copy that information into a Word document and poof, send it off to a client. Um, where it gets really um, interesting and really good is when you have someone who has a really good technical understanding of, of an analytics system and how to configure that appropriately so that way you can capture those specific user actions, whether it's a, a button click or a file download or collecting search terms, and right, it 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 can sound a little scary, like oh my gosh, we're collecting information about people. You're right, but I don't want to know what individuals are doing because actually, when if you pull out individual information, it it just you don't gain trends from it. I need to see big picture. I need to see what lots of people are doing, not what individuals are doing. And it's it's important that we have that information because when we improve the user experience, we make your life, the public's life easier. And that, that's ultimately the job, right? When when you come to a government website, you don't want to be spending half an hour, an hour to do something. You want to get there, find the information that you need, and then take the action that you need to do, and then and then be done, and then leave. And that's, that's ultimately what we want to use these analytics for, right? We want to make the user experience better so that way they can spend as little time as possible doing what they need to do, accomplishing it, and then getting back to enjoying life. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, with the you know such a focus on on citizen experience from from across government, um, you know, probably maybe more so than there's ever been. We, we we keep seeing more and more of that. You know, uh, ICF's been supporting customer center uh, customer experience centers of excellence at, at GSA, um, and and you're getting right at the heart of that. That. You know, it, it's it's certainly it's certainly broader, right? It's not just human to computer interaction. It, there's there's the human to human element of it too, um, but a big way to look at, at those trends and, and figure out you know what what people are interacting with your with your agency to do and and where the pain points might be that you can improve on. It's that big picture you know trend that you see in the analytics like you're talking about, and that really feeds into the the larger action plan for for digital communications so i think i think it's super important david uh thanks for for chatting about this today i think this has been a, a really fun conversation if you had to sort of close out by offering some advice to you know if you were um you know a program manager who was was looking to sort of up your analytics game. You're kind of it's stuck in that um, cycle right now, where you're just getting an analytics report, you know, every month, um, and you wanted to get to the next level. How how would somebody get started with that? What would you recommend? I would honestly recommend um, if you could just find five hours that you can give to an analytics specialist. Tell them two things that you want to accomplish with with your website. In those five hours, they will be able to come back to you with, right, these are your goals that you told me. This is what we're going to measure. This is how we're going to measure it. And these are the actions that we're going to take to improve those measures. That, that's all it takes is just a couple of hours given to an analytics specialist, and, and you can take your monthly reports and, and turn it into action plans to improve 
the user experience and help your program and your agency achieve its goals. That's awesome. That's a, that's a, a great piece of advice. Thanks for listening to this episode. That was David Vaughn. I am Josh DeLung. And if you want to learn more about converting metrics to action, check out our blog at icf.com slash blog. And you can find our career opportunities at icf.com slash careers. Thank you for listening.